Yo, what's good, my beautiful people? I want to thank you for tuning in to another Tyler Perry's Sisters Review, Season 2, Episode 19, entitled Severing All Ties. I want to thank you guys for your constant support on the videos. Thank you for reaching out to me. I talked to so many of y'all today via Instagram and Twitter. I greatly appreciate y'all. Y'all don't even know, like, conversing with you guys, it really do mean the world to me, and I enjoy it immensely. So don't stop. Still reach out to me and do all that stuff. But, you know what I'm saying, without further ado, we're going to get straight into this video. Welcome to all the new subscribers, people who comment but ain't subscribed yet. Y'all go ahead and subscribe. If you like it, go ahead and hit that like button. Even if you don't like it, just go ahead and hit that like button for your girl. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Now, <laughs> getting into this review, let me say that never, I never thought I would say this in a million years. But Maurice was my favorite person in last night episodes by far. By far. Everybody pissed me off. Everybody got on my nerves in some way. But Maurice, I thoroughly enjoyed him. And that rarely happens. When I say rarely, I mean rarely. But I thoroughly enjoyed Maurice last night. So the show opens up where it left off with Maurice coming home and hearing what he's hearing coming from Calvin's room. So, you know, out walks. This chocolate brother who is butt ball naked. And um, Maurice is kind of dumbfounded. He's, you know, he's uh, enjoying what he sees, obviously. And um, so what we find out about this Q character, Q is a stripper. Um, Q, whomever was in Calvin's room, he was giving it to them well. And I do mean well. Um, now, the whole time he was kind of like flirting with, Maurice and, and I could tell Maurice's mind was just going because it's like this this dude was in there banking Calvin like that Calvin so I could even though you know he had this naked man in front of him I know his mind was just going a mile a minute trying to figure out what in the entire hell is going on in my house right now so Q was kind of weird to me you know Q was very weird he was definitely you know giving some sexual vibes to Maurice you know, he said he was thirsty, so homeboy went into the kitchen. I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting all that, but thank you, Tyler, um, <laughs> to get some water. And I was like, first of all, first of all, props committee. I'm going to need y'all to put something else in that refrigerator other than water and apple juice, but I'm going to let that slide. So, you know, Maurice is kind of like, you know, and, and he's in there referring to Calvin because at that time he hadn't said his name. So he was like, yeah, you know, he, you know, we going around four. Maurice was like, four? When I say I had, like, laughing from the gut laughs with Maurice, that thing was so funny. So that interaction was just really weird. It was humorous. Um, but, you know, Q goes back in the room. But before he does that, we find out that Q does meth. I was like, well, damn, hold on now. And so Maurice was asked, could he see his teeth? Because that's one of the things that happen when you take meth. It washes your teeth out. And so he was like, yeah, that's why you got to do, like, just a little bit of it. And I was like, hmm. Could that have been why the traces of the drug didn't show up in um, Calvin's drug test? But I don't know because, see, Tyler playing with us, and I'm going to deal with that in a minute when it comes to this Calvin and his sexuality and all of that other good stuff. So Q takes his behind in back in the room. Now, when Maurice started singing the alphabet, I lost it. I absolutely lost it. I, I think this is the most I have ever enjoyed Maurice in my life. I was laughing so hard. That was just a funny scene. 
and the alphabet was it, it was just enough for me it really was just amazing so after that we get to uh karen and um aaron and so they're in bed now i ain't gonna lie to y'all i ain't gonna lie um now we know that it is obvious that karen is sexually frustrated i would be too i would be too now i ain't like i said i ain't gonna lie to y'all i initially when karen leaned over to, to aaron i thought baby girl was about to go for what she know now i thought she was just gonna say f this i know you're trying to be celibate but i need it i thought she was about to do that but she did something totally different and she, she she grabbed the cover and she covered him up. So that woke him up. He was like, you know, what you doing? It's hot. And she was like, yeah, it's getting hot, hotter by the moment. And um, I, I couldn't do that. I I am not built that way. I can, and, and I have my own thoughts about it because I feel like in their situation, Aaron is getting exactly what he wants. He's getting the, poss- you know, he's getting the opportunity to spend time with this woman to hold her, to be intimate, not in a sexual way, but to have intimate moments with Karen. Yet there is a part of her that she desires to be satisfied and that's not happening. So I wonder when you're in a situation like that, and if anybody has ever been in a situation like that, did you ever feel like you were kind of getting the short end of the stick? Like, you know, I'm trying to be celibate because this is what he wants and I want to keep him around or her depending upon who it was happening to I just, I, I just couldn't do it. You know, I, I, I could not do it. If I met a guy today and I was in a position to date him, if I was single and he told me he was celibate, regardless of how attractive I thought he was or how, or, or how much I had an interest in him, I could not do it. I could not be with someone who's celibate. Cause I'm like, you, we can't do nothing. Nothing. Not even. No, we can't do that. Nothing. Nah, dude, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's no point in wasting your time and me wasting my time. I'm not built like that at this point in my life. I just can't do it. But I admire Karen because <laughs> it wouldn't have been me. So, you know, um, Aaron asked if he should go home. And she consistently tells him that, no, she enjoys when he stays over. And so ultimately he went to go and um, sleep on the couch because it was much cooler in the open area anyway. So Karen goes to call Sabrina to let Sabrina know or ask if she can meet her at her shop before she goes to work. So Sabrina, and this goes back to season one when Sabrina saw Andy in the hospital. Sabrina is like overly obsessed with making sure her friends are okay, almost to the point to where it makes me wonder, did Sabrina do something to the boyfriend in college? Like of all the friends, Sabrina really do take me to the one that will pop a cap at somebody, Karen too. But Sabrina, it seems like she gets to that place before anybody. Like, she will literally snap on somebody. So And they keep bringing that college thing up, and I just wish they would just tell us what the hell happened because I'm so sick and tired of just hearing about what happened in college. And y'all ain't telling us nothing other than the fact that Andy, old boyfriend, broke her ribs. We know this. What did y'all do to him? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What did y'all do? But anyway, so she says that she'll meet her. Aaron overhears as he's going to the restroom and um, he was like, he had to pee. And so he was asking Karen, like, do she think that was a good idea? The girls involved. And she was like, yeah, you know, I know how we do. Like, that's my crew. We know. And he was like, yeah, you know, your girls or whatever. And so she was like, I thought you said you had to go. So she said, I thought you were going to be asleep, but she looked like she had some hope in her eyes that maybe he changed his mind and was going to come and put it down. Hell no. He was like, yeah, I, I do got to pee. She said, well, go ahead. She, like that ain't helping me. So that was a cute little scene that she was just like, you know, just you can't be standing there looking all good, staring at me and shit. 
And so he was like, how am I looking at you? I said, see, Aaron, you playing. You playing. When, when Karen told him to run, it wouldn't have been, I would have been all over him. And I don't want to feel like I'm taking something from someone. I could not do that. I don't play with fire. You can't look that good and be in my presence at nighttime. You looking like that, no shirt on, and expect me to behave? No, sir. Not Alicia. I ain't built that way. We doing something. You going to be doing something. Something, something going to get done. In the words of Chris Brown, something going to get done. So that was the end with that. I, you know, I did not think this day would ever come, but it has. And I do not like Andy. I love her, but I can't stand that helpful. Like, I legit do not like her as a character. Andy is rude as hell. When Nicholas came, Nicholas was giving some great advice. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you want me to, like, you know, destroy the flowers, why not just make it to where, you know, Gary can't come here? Her whole demeanor changed. I know what I'm doing. I, I, I got myself. And he was like, you know, I didn't mean to overstep. I just think you're a beautiful woman. You deserve to be treated better. Because everybody in the place knows everything that has happened, for the most part, with Andy and Gary as it pertains to her staying there. You've had several fights. You have have had several arguments. These people know your business. So you trying to act Stay out of my damn business. Half of the whole place know your business. You live in the uppity area and everybody there talking about your black, silly ass. Stay out of your business. Well, if you didn't bring your business there, they wouldn't know. Same thing with Karen. Last week, I saw so many Karen need to stay out of Andy business. Karen need to stay out of Andy business. Oh, does she? Well, Karen wouldn't know Andy business if Andy didn't call and tell Karen all of her business. But that's neither here nor there. Moving on. I'm going to just stick with Andy. So, <laughs> Andy puts the ring on. And we all know that the ring got stuck. I laughed. I said, that's what her nasty ass get. The ring is stuck. He got her forever ring. Are those real? Is that a is that a real thing? A forever ring that locks and the only way you can open it is getting the husband's ring because that's the key? I would never want anything like that if that does exist. Some ain't right about that. So, she can't get it off. She called the people, realized it was on there. She needed Gary's ring in order to get that off her finger. So as she's going to work, she calls Gary. So Gary acts like his ass is in shock that Andy put the ring on. I'm like, shut up. Number one, we're women. That's what we do. You knew damn well that girl was going to try that ring on. Who wouldn't? You know she was going to try it on. You knew it was going to get locked on her finger, and you acting all damn surprised. I said, see, Gary... Even in the ring selection, you're manipulative, you're controlling, you get her a forever ring that she needs you to unlock it? No, ma'am. No, sir. That told amongst of what we already know of Gary, that was that that was his next level. So he was like, he'll meet her at her job, he can have Fatima come. I'm like, how y'all put Fatima in the middle of this? But anyway, so when <laughs> so when Andy gets out of uh, parking her car in the garage Jasmine appears y'all don't know how happy I was to see Jasmine I don't even like Jasmine but I was so happy to see her I was like yes Jasmine thank you you're my saving grace right now to come and save us from these drawn out long ass storylines thank you add some stuff up here because I'm, I'm getting sick of this whole cast to be honest so I'm like thank you Jasmine Jasmine's like we finna whoop your ass B I was like well dang I didn't know she was going to jump her, but, you know, hell, I'm here for it. 
I'm here for it. So someone met, uh, someone messaged me today, and it was like, if if Andy was your friend, would you help her? I said, hell no. Let her ass get jumped. Beat her ass. I'm all for Jasmine beating Andy ass. You know why? Jasmine owe her one anyway. I don't care what was going on between Jasmine and Gary. That was her husband. And you continue to sleep with him for six to eight months, even when you find out Jasmine was his wife. Jasmine, rock the bells on that hoe. Beat her ass. I am all here for it. I really, and I, you ain't got a jumper. Now, don't, don't jumper. But one-on-one, you probably could take Andy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Andy, one of them girls I feel like talk a lot of mess, but she ain't got no hands. That's how I feel about, about Andy. But that thing got me. I was so happy to see Jasmine's face. Serve it up to Andy. I'm all here for it. So, for Team and Zach. Oh, they get on my nerves. Um, <laughs> for Team and Zach. So, yet again, we see a scene with them two um, coming to the end of one of their many sexcapades. Yet again. <laughs> yet again, Zach brings up Karen. Yet again, Fatima is so oblivious and blinded by, I guess, the perfection of Zach's penis that she is completely, or I ain't going to say she is, she refuses to see that this man is still in love with his ex. Zach brings up Karen almost every opportunity that he can get to, even though most of the times it's in a, in a degrading or nagging way, he still finds a way to wove her into his situations. And Fatima's always, you know, no, I don't want to hear about that. And all I said, Fatima, you might want to shut your ass up and listen one good time. Because if you knew what really happened, and this is one thing I do not like about men. Women do it too, but I've seen a majority happen with men. When you get hurt by someone and when you're still in your fit, not saying all men, because there's some men who listen to me and I converse with you guys and I, and I respect you. So I'm not talking about hell. I don't know. I was finna say I ain't talking about y'all, but y'all ass probably done did it too. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I know a lot of men who do that. When you're hurt and you haven't gotten over your ex and when you get into a new situation, what you do is you make that ex look bad. You make another woman, because when, when um, Fatima made the statement, well, like she don't know she's a fool because she didn't know what she had. I'm like, trick. She want, no, you the fool. Fatima, you're the fool. I, I, I've read so many comments on these Facebook posts, and they was like, well, I know um, Fatima's flaw is going to come out soon right now. We don't know what's wrong with her. I said, y'all don't know what's wrong with Fatima? You, you don't know what's wrong with Fatima. So meeting a man and bailing him out of jail the first time you've met him, that's, that's, that's good? That's not a problem? Sleeping with a man without a condom who you don't even know like that, that's not a problem? Doing everything you can to get him out of jail the second time. That's not a problem. Getting him the company. I can go on and on and on and and on about Fatima's problem. Fatima's issue is men. Fatima's issue is men. Now, initially, I was on the same page as everybody else. I thought that Fatima was just, you know, playing with Zach. But the more and the longer the show went on, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Fatima likes Zach. Fatima likes that. And I said, and if you go back and listen to my reviews, I continue to say Fatima's going to get hurt in the end. Fatima's going to be the one with the hurt feelings because Zach is not over caring. He's not over caring. Now, I'm going to do a video. It's going to come out a little later today, a little tonight. And I'm going to be talking about or playing with the possibility 
of Fatima and Aaron being rebounds. Now, let me just say this. No, I do not believe that Zach, excuse me, that Aaron is a rebound. Not at all. Nothing about him and Karen's situation dis- displays nor describes what a rebound is. Fatima, on the other hand, Fatima has rebound written all over her. And Zach has spelled rebound all in her. But I'm going to save that. Y'all got to listen to the, the next video. So I'm looking at them. And, you know, she's telling him she's never felt this way about anybody before. And But even in that conversation, it was about sex initially. And then, you know, Zach says, like, are you getting serious? Like, what's going on? And she was like, I don't know yet. And he was like, oh, like, it's about you. Like, I'm in your bed butt naked. But basically, like, you hold all the cards whether or not we're serious. And let me tell y'all. So I'm jumping around. Let me tell y'all just how much of a trash-ass man Zach is. And people wonder why I don't like him. How the hell you have sex with Fatima? No condom again. How the hell you have sex with Fatima? And then within the same day, you crying your fake-ass crocodile tears to Karen, telling her that you, I've always loved you, I love you, and it hurt me, hurt me, Karen. It hurt me that you think I'm going to steal from you. Steal from you, I love you. Lord, if I don't see a tear fall from one of Zach's eyes, I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream. I'm like, Deval, get in the pocket, my bro. Get in the pocket, my dude. I need you to bring this character to life. I'm getting tired of you. You doing this easy mess. Karen, how could you do this to me? You know I wouldn't steal from you. I love you. I'm like, what the hell? What a wait a minute. You're out here confessing your love and crying the couch, excuse me, crying to Karen when you've been slipping and sliding in between somebody else's legs. Trash ass. Now. What I find to be most funny is that so many people are mad at Zach all of a sudden. If Zach have sex with Karen, oh my God, how could Zach have sex with Karen after everything that Fatima has done for him? After How could he have sex with Karen after everything that Fatima has done for him? Fatima has known Zach less than a month, and we see the things that she has done for him. I will give people that she's done a hell of a lot for somebody who ain't showing her the same thing in return. Now, think about being with him for three years, which is which was the duration of his relationship with Karen. Now, I know there are a lot of people who don't like Karen, and you have every right not to like who you don't like. But one thing you can't do is say, for three years, she talked down on him. And I see that all the time. It's like, come on, y'all know damn well. Karen and Zach's relationship, I guarantee, started off like we see with him and Fatima sexing all the time, not really talking about anything deep, it's surface at the moment, is what happens. But when you get when you have been dogged out, when you have or when you feel that your significant other is not reaching their full potential, they're not helping you, they're not being the help meet that you need, it causes resentment. We're not gonna I mean we're women, so we're not gonna act like it don't. And even for men, maybe it's the same way. If you feel like your woman isn't pulling her weight, it those things begin to store up. And when the show came on, what we began to see was toward the ending of their relationship. I know that the love was still there. I personally don't believe that Karen is in love with Zach. I don't. If we break it down, which I do in the next video, we'll we'll see those things. And we'll see how, to me, even when, when Zach was talking to Danny at the airport, if she want to be with the corny dude, she could be with the corny dude. I'm like, nigga, you the corny dude. Zach, you're corny as hell. You're the corny dude. But anyway. Anyway, 
back to Fatima and Zach. They getting ready to go to the shower. They want to have sex again. I don't care. That's all they do. I just, I can't, I can't. <laughs> There's no substance to them. And when people, I believe, really look at why they like them so much, it has nothing to do with substance. People say, oh, Fatima is making him a better man. Nothing has changed about Zach. He is the same trash-ass dude he's always been. But Zach is about getting his money. And if we be honest, he was motivated by Aaron to do that once he found out Aaron had money. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. We're going to move on from them because I ain't really got nothing to say for them. Um, so, so the scene with Zach and, Ken, Zach and Danny, what the hell do Danny be doing? Danny be looking like her body is contorting every time. Like, what is that? Like, she, she acts like she's on something heavier than weed. I'm like, what? That is annoying. I'm like, anybody be paying attention to that? I'm like, what is Danny doing with her body right now? It's just, I don't understand it, but it's weird as hell. But basically, Danny was telling Zach that he should reach out to Karen and talk and try to clear this thing up. I'm not talking to her. Zach has a temper tantrum every damn episode, okay? I can't take it. <laughs> he just annoys the hell out of me. God. Um... But I do, I did agree with that. Like, yeah, you need to talk to her. You need to find out what happened. Why does she even think you did this? You know what I'm saying? So I did agree with Danny in, in, in that moment. But it was like, you know, Zach had this ship on his shoulder about Karen trying to destroy him. And my thing is, I think you know her better than that to think that she would do something like that to you. So some people were asking, like, well, where was the evidence? Where was this? Where was this? The evidence is the the statement. It had his name on it. Now, unlike Karen, I would have waited to get footage, but she did not. But based on what she received from her financial institution, all signs and, and fingers pointed to Zach. So I can understand that. But Zach was just doing way too much for me. Um, so going to the bank, let's go. No, I'm going ahead of myself. Let's get to Karen when Danny and Sabrina came to the salon. Danny was the MVP in that moment for me because Danny, she wasn't really saying too much. And she was like, hell, I mean, leave her alone. There's nothing that we can say to change her mind right now. It's like talking to a brick wall. And they was all, you know, Sabrina was all rah-rah. We got to do an intervention or something. Intervene to do what? Let Andy do what Andy want to do. Like Andy told them, I'm grown. I don't need y'all to do nothing for me. I got this. Then, baby, handle it. Take it. When Gary do something, when Jasmine beat your ass, don't call them because you got it, sis, right? You got it. So so, so get it. Anyway, that was all pretty much with that scene. They trying to do some kind of intervention to go to Andy's house. It's a waste of their time. I just feel like they should all have a good day and leave her to do whatever she wants to do. So at the bank, <laughs> that, that whole scene with Jacoby and Maurice was so funny. Because I guess that was Jacoby's way of letting Maurice know that, hey, I'm I'm get, trying to be cool with this and how you roll. And I'm and by saying the B word that many times, I'm trying to prove, bro, that, you know, ain't no beef with us and we cool. So Maurice was looking like, what the hell are you doing? I thought that was a little funny scene. So then Sabrina comes and you can see the little sexual awkwardness between her and Jacoby. So Maurice instantly thinks that they've had sex. I would have thought the same thing. And so 
She tells him, like, no, they did not. They went to happy hour. He was like, but he had dessert. No, they didn't do anything. She told Maurice that Jacoby had, like, the biggest thing she had ever seen. And the look on Maurice's face was hilarious. And Sabrina, Jesus. She's like, but, you know, I'm still feeling Calvin. I said, shut up, Sabrina. Shut up. No, you're not. You're not feeling Calvin because if you was feeling Calvin, you would have been making some strides to correct what happened between y'all. And you weren't your whole thing is I'm going to wait till he call me. That man wasn't calling you. He wasn't calling you, but you feeling him. Shut the hell. Oh gosh. She touches a nerve. My God. But Maurice was basically like, no, you might not want to do that. Cause he done moved on. So in a nutshell, Maurice basically told Sabrina, about what <laughs> about what he heard coming from Calvin's room. And it was, you know, told him that it was with the guy. Do I feel Maurice should have said that? No, because he had not talked to Calvin first, and he did not know all the details. So just from that conversation, Sabrina goes into her office. She calls Calvin, leaves him this crazy message, and was like, you know, we're done, we're over. I have to pause there because I have to ask my ladies this. I do. Now. From what I've seen on the show, uh, Karen and Aaron has been the only couple to specify the nature of their relationship. And that's how I am in, in, in real life. It's never, uh, oh, yeah, we're like we're going out on these dates. We hanging out. It is not safe for a man to assume with me that we're in a committed relationship. If you and I don't have that conversation, you should never think that we are committed. And I had this situation before and, you know, where I was dating this guy and I was also seeing someone, I was messing with someone else too, but in in guy one's mind, um, we were together. He thought we were, <laughs> he thought we were on the verge of getting engaged. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. how, how did you come up with that? Because I told you I was sitting, I, I told, I'm very open. I told him that I was seeing someone else. You're not the only one. So how could you make up in your mind or believe that we were on that path? I was 21. I was young as hell. I was wilding. I was wilding. So I'm just like, if we don't have a conversation, we ain't together. That's that's pretty much it. If we don't have a conversation about, you know, um, I, I do believe that, you know, I want us to be committed to each other and seeing how both parties feel about that. Karen and Aaron are the only ones who have made it clear that, you know, we're, we're getting to know each other. We know we're not committed. You know what I'm saying? They're the only ones. Everybody else just kind of like automatically assumes, and I know I've stated this before, people just automatically assume that we're together. And I'm, I, I dated a guy, literally, literally, for like six months. And I, I just liked him a little bit. I, you know, you know what keep it up. It was sex. It was sex. And some men believe that women can't do that. I it's not it's nothing to brag about but I'm definitely one of those women where I could be around you all the time and never garner romantic feelings for you I just may just want to continue to have sex with you and that's it so I'm like it's always best in in my opinion to have that conversation so no one is under the impression that something is going on within y'all relationship that isn't serious you know what I'm saying so anyway I'm like Sabrina um you and Calvin want together and you have constantly, since season one, episode two, there has been a constant thing about Calvin's sexuality. And so I didn't appreciate her leaving that message for him. Now, I will say, 
When Calvin walked his happy back, oh, Jesus. When he walked his happy ass in that bank, I said, what the hell does Calvin have on? I love that peach color, <laughs> but not on him <laughs> and not with that shirt. I was like, wait a minute. Same thing with Sabrina. Well, I don't even know what the hell Sabrina had on that day at work. They should have sent her home to change. What the hell did Sabrina have on? I'm oh, God. So Maurice was kind of alluding to the fact that, um, you know, <laughs> he was shocked that, Mar- that Calvin could sit down so easily and, Calvin was kind of looking at him like, what the hell? Like, what's what's up with you, bro? What you talking about? And so Maurice kept alluding that, you know, uh, Calvin had sex with a man. And Calvin was just like, wait a minute. Don't tell me you told Sabrina about that. And as soon as he was talking about it, Sabrina was coming in. And I was just like, oh, my God, what is about to happen? So I, this is the issue. I, I, I have a lot of issues with Tyler, but this is one. Tyler consistently plays with us as if we're dumb. So now it's almost like, oh, Calvin wasn't there. It was someone else having sex with Q in the room. Well, damn it, who was it? Who has access to Maurice's house and knew to go into Calvin's room? Like, I do understand the way that Tyler writes. For me, The Old House of Pain was like one of my favorite shows. The Old House of Pain is my favorite show by Tyler. Sisters is a is a very, very close second. I absolutely love the show. But there are certain things. Well, Tyler didn't write the old House of Pain. That's why. <laughs> he only directed and produced. He was not a writer. He was a writer on this new stuff that's out, and that's why it's garbage. But it, I mean to say that. I did mean to say that. But that's why it's kind of, it's not as good. That sounds more better. Um, But with Sisters, there's just certain things. I don't believe this show it can be so amazing. It doesn't need all those twists and turns and these unexpected revelations it's just like just write the content just write the content you don't have to do that with this show i don't watch any of his other shows or bruh but it's like you don't have to do that with these shows i think the what you everything you need to make these shows like a true factor in the black community it's there you don't have to go overboard you don't have to do that but basically sabrina and calvin get into it he tells her that, you know, you can do whatever you want to do. She says it's over. I'm like, Heffa, you said this in the in the damn voice message. He was like, this, whatever we had, it's over. It's done. I said, well, damn it, she just said that. The repetitive dialogue, my God, it, it, is, it is a nuisance. It is a true nuisance. And so Sabrina was like, well, you know I can have any man that I want at any time. <laughs> I said, Sabrina, shut up. You don't even sound right saying that. And he was like, yeah, you do that. You do that. And he was like, you know what? F you. And then he walked out. I think I covered all the scenes. This episode, I don't even know what to think. So let's get to this preview. So the preview, there, there are two previews. So this, the one that they have on Twitter, it was almost like they were trying to allude that Karen and Zach was possibly having sex <laughs> in her office when Aaron came by. The second time, he was like, yo, they arguing in there? Because we saw nosy-ass Pam with her ear up to the door. I said, now, Lord, I really hope that Karen and Zach are not in there having sex because it will be a true disappointment to me as a a viewer. And one of the things that, and I'm going to end it with this, and then I'm going to do the next video. The way that Tyler has written Karen, I do not believe it, it, it definitely was intentional. 
even the placements of the scenes with Fatima and Zach, it was very intentional that he wrote them as like sex buddies. Like this is what y'all do. Then you have Aaron and Karen who have, you know, he, you know, he got a little taste, but he didn't get to finish because we all know what happened with that. I'm not going to get into that. And so it would be a disappointment to see him build this character and in the way that she was changing and things like that, to go back to Zach, to do something with Zach. Like, it's so, and and I hate struggle love. So it really has nothing to do with the character Zach per se, but I hate the narrative of, of struggle love that is presented in the black community. There are so many successful black couples and happy black couples and, you know, um, upright and upstanding and faithful and committed couples. And the fact that we're watching a show where you have 36 year old women and none of them are really, well, I guess we could say Danny, but that's, that ain't as tight as I think it could be. But anyway, um, it's, it's sad. Like that's the one big disappointment I have with this show is that it does not foster or demonstrate healthy relationships. And I think that's, I think that's sad. And I think that it can happen. And I really thought that it was going to be going in that way with Karen and Aaron. I'm not giving up on them yet because I, I really don't believe. I think that putting them back together is too easy and, and it's too predictable. Um, but I do understand why the narrative is or people believe that that's what's going to happen because there's a possibility it could. I always say this is Tyler Perry we talking about. And sometimes Tyler does not write with logic. I don't know what the hell he be writing with, but some, it ain't logic half the time. But um, but we will see because I got a lot of questions about that. Like, would I be disappointed? And I and I really would. I would for the simple fact that I enjoy seeing Karen and Aaron together. But I also know that Karen needs Karen wants some. That that lady not been through a lot. She ain't been able to bust not one time. <laughs> so I understand her frustration. You know I do. And if she did have sex with Zach, does Aaron have the right to be mad? Even though he he did state that he knew they weren't committed, if Karen did have sex with someone, that he would be upset. But it wouldn't stop him because he know that he knows what he's bringing to the table, and whoever the other man is wouldn't stand a chance. So he's very confident. I, I don't think Aaron, and I think Aaron said that because he probably felt that that Karen would fall, you know, that she wouldn't be able to hold out until marriage. That's a lot to ask for somebody. The hold out until marriage when, you know, this person has been having a very healthy sexual, you know, appetite that has been fulfilled by her past lover, you know, in her previous relationship. So that's kind of that's very challenging to ask someone to hold out for you when you don't even know when you may be to the place to remarry again or see. I I couldn't do it. But do, do y'all think how do y'all think just hypothetically? If Karen and Zach did have sex, how do you think Aaron would respond? Now, there's a difference because if Aaron busts that dough down and see them in the act, I think I'll be done with you. I think I'll be done with you. I had an experience like that, dog. Ooh, it was a dagger to my heart. <laughs> it was a dagger to my heart. I'm going to tell this story. Just I'm going to just tell it a little bit. So... <laughs> But it was an ex. It wasn't even somebody I was with at the time. But, you know, he was that ex that, you know, was so special. And that was kind of like maybe always something there with y'all. But, you know, not nothing deep, but just a a, 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 a silence knowing that, you know, I got you for life. I, and I got you for life. And um, 
we was at a party. <sighs> Lord, and um, I saw him go into the room with the girl. And I told my homegirl, I was like, hey, I was like, go in the room and see what they in there doing. Because I didn't want to see it. I just didn't want to see it. When my homegirl walked in the room and flipped the light on, her face was like, she opened her mouth and just stuck like that. And I was like, oh, my God. So when I walked in the room, he was pulling him, taking himself out of her. You want to talk about, now we friends now. We, we, we've always been friends. But we're good now. But there was a time that I just want, if I saw him, it was like on site, my dude, on site, my guy, you know, and it was just, oh, that was a that was so hurtful. And so I can't imagine, you know, and I didn't even have like feelings for him in that way. It was like he was just special to me. So I can't imagine Aaron walking in on this woman who I believe he he's in love with, with her damn ex. Woo! What would y'all do? <laughs> y'all remember that show? What would you do? A what? 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 A what? 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 A what? What would you do? I'm interested. Let me know if oh, anybody had a story like that where you walked in on your ex or you had oh Jesus with someone else. How did you respond? I kept it cute and classy. I didn't cuss him out of nothing. My homegirl because she knew how much he meant to me. My homegirl tried to kill him like she grabbed a bat. She was. <laughs> it was. It was a movie. Mhm. It was a movie, but I'm gonna leave y'all with that so I can get on to record this next video. <laughs> and I'll holler at y'all later. Y'all be safe out there. One.